Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is drive time with Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. It's time now for Market View. Yes, we're going to talk about Deutsche Bank, but first, let's recap how we started the day. Right, Elliot. So Singapore shares opened higher today. The trio of local banks you mentioned, Deutsche Bank, they, the trio of local banks here in Singapore remained resilient despite what's going on with Deutsche Bank. So mm-hmm. the Straits Times index was up 0.6% in early trade at 3,231 points, some 23 3 million securities uh, were transacted. And uh, let's take a look at the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed up 0.82%. We're looking at 3,239 points. In terms of value turnover, that's some $1.02 billion. The gainers outnumbered losers 297 versus 282. Top advances for today, GMHUSD, Jardin Cycle and Carriage and UOB. And top decliners, New Incorporation USD, Lion Asia Pack and multi-cam. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we have Capo Core because Capo Core's Philippines-listed subsidiary will divest a remaining 50% stake in the Podium West Tower and the Podium Mall in the Philippines for around 8 billion pesos or $195 million. Now, elsewhere, investors very cautious ahead of what could be another rocky week after the cost of insuring Deutsche Bank's debt against the risk of default jumped to a more than four-year high. But really, to what extent is Deutsche Bank similar or different from us, Credit Suisse or even SVB? So let's pose these questions to our guest for today, David Kuo, co-founder The Smart Investor, joins us on the line. Mr. Kuo, welcome to the show. Uh, good evening, Ken Ken, and good evening, Elliot. How are the two of you? Uh, great, great, great that the, uh, good that the STI ended in the green. So uh, how did the STI fare today? Surprisingly well, Ken. I mean, if you have a look at the other markets uh, here in Asia, mm. uh, China was down, Hong Kong was down. Uh, I think the KLCI was down. So uh, it, it was kind of surprising that uh, Singapore did particularly well. And in, in fact, if you have a look at uh, some of the um, main gamers on the STI, what struck me was that there was um, a handful of real estate investment trusts. Mm. So we had Ascenders Real Estate that did well. We had Capital Land, uh, Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust. They did well. And Maple Tree Commercial Trust. They did well. So uh, that begs the question, do or do investors think at the moment that maybe interest rates have peaked? And so mm. therefore, they're leaning towards uh, the real estate investment trusts, uh, mm. which are... Uh, which are a regular source of income for them. So yeah. do, they, do they think or do they buy into the story at the moment that interest rates may have peaked? And so therefore, it is now time to go back into something like uh, real estate investment trust. So now that was something that uh, I thought about when I looked at how the uh, Singapore market was performing today, 1010. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, David, good speaking with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, plus uh, whether or not... Uh, there were any surprises for you where the biggest movers are concerned? Well, yeah. I mean, if you have a look at the banks here in Singapore, I mean, they were very resilient. And uh, after all of this talk about uh, the uh, banking crisis or another banking crisis, mm-hmm. and you suddenly have a look at the Singapore banks doing particularly well, you just think, hey, you know, crisis, what crisis? Uh, who sang that song, by the way? Was it... Um 
I can't remember now. Can you remember that far back, Elliot? I, I think I need to Google that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a song called Crisis, What Crisis? Uh, I, I, the band escapes me just now, but maybe Ken Ken can actually Google that whilst we're talking. But the, thing, but the Singapore banks were doing exceedingly well. And um, I, I just think, you know, all those people who were talking about a banking crisis, uh, they are just uh, talking through their hats at the moment. Yeah, I mean, sure, some banks may be in trouble, but as far as the Singapore banks are concerned, and I've said this on many an occasion, mm. that they are very well run, very well capitalized, and uh, the chances of anything happening here is zero, I think. Yeah, Crisis What Crisis, the fourth album by English rock band Supertramp. Oh, you remember? Yeah, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Google helped me. I, I don't go that far back, David. I don't. <laughs> I was in university in those days. Oh, yes, I, do remember, I do remember dancing to, yeah, Crisis What Crisis. Yeah, the album by uh, You uh, dancing. That, that'll that make my Monday evening. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, Mr. Kwan, fortunately, we have to zoom in on some of the companies to watch today. Capital okay. Calls, Philippine listed uh, subsidiary will divest a remaining 50% stake in the Podium West Tower and the Podium Mall in the Philippines for around 8 billion pesos, 195 million Sing dollars. How significant is this for Capricor? Well, I think it is significant in the fact that, you know, it underlines what the company is all about. Uh, the company wants to recycle any assets that it has uh, in order to generate uh, faster growth and probably sort of more revenue. So I look upon Capital Corp these days almost like mm. a conglomerate. I look upon it as a kind of um, investment holding company. So it's got lots of different parts, lots of different moving parts. And uh, if something uh, is not performing as well as it would like, or if it sees a better opportunity somewhere else, uh, it won't have uh, any hesitation whatsoever in finding a buyer for it and getting rid of it and recycling that money uh, and putting it into something else that will grow a bit faster. So uh, I think uh, people who are running their own portfolios, their own personal portfolios, should be looking um, along those similar similar lines and say, if a particular stock is not going to be performing as well as I think, then maybe there might be a better opportunity somewhere else. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. And I think we could be seeing a lot more of that in the many years ahead, Ken Ken. We're on the line right now with David Kuo, co-founder of The Smart Investor. He's also a university dancer and ardent <laughs> Chelsea fan. Contractually obligated to say that. Uh, we'll talk about Deutsche Bank in just a bit. Tintin will be tackling that. Before that, I want to get this one out of the way. Sepcorp, uh, a couple of developments there. Sepcorp Industries, uh, Sepcorp Industries and Vietnam's uh, Becomex IDC Corp exploring building smart and sustainable industrial parks in nine Vietnamese provinces. What can we expect? What does this mean for the balance sheet? The emerging economy, though, this should be good business. It is good business. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, if you have a look at sort of Semco, uh, what it really wants to do is to uh, move into sustainable businesses. And that is why, you know, it is so uh, emphatic about um, uh, inking these MOUs and uh, uh, looking for opportunities where it can underline its green credentials. As far as the balance sheet is concerned, yeah, you know, I mean, the company's got a bit of debt, but it's got $1 billion in cash. Uh, I don't think it's really sort of going to be anything for anyone to worry about, uh, especially when you have a company like Semcor, uh, which is very well financed, and it's going to go into uh, sustainable uh, businesses and sustainable futures. And I do remember reading, I think it was back in February sometime, that uh, they were going to be building uh, some of these uh, smart cities uh, where there's going to be solar panels on the roofs and all that. And I think uh, 
very well for them. And I think, you know, more companies should be thinking along those similar lines. We don't want, you know, another heat wave here in Singapore like we've had in the past. Hmm. And in the meantime, uh, Mr. Kuo, let's take a look at some of the headlines around the world. We're seeing, or we saw rather, a steep sell-off in bank stocks on Friday after the cost of insuring um, Deutsche Bank's debt against the risk of default jumped to a more than four-year high. Now, the German Chancellor, he had uh, assured traders that Deutsche Bank is still very profitable. Why are we seeing what we are seeing right now if Deutsche Bank is still very profitable? And how similar or different is Deutsche Bank from Credit Suisse? Uh, okay, I think the scaremongers are just going through the alphabet at the moment. So D mm. comes after C. So uh, after Credit Suisse, uh, mm. Deutsche Bank. Yeah. So after any bank that starts with the letter E, F, and G, right? Because they could be next. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm. I, I, I think as far as those people are concerned, um, the German Chancellor was absolutely right. Yes, uh, Deutsche Bank has had problems in the past, but that was in the distant past. And Deutsche Bank is now a profitable bank. It's a very well-run bank, and it is also a very well-capitalized bank, pretty much like the ones we have in, uh, here in Singapore. So I think there's some mischief makers out there who want to um, uh, cause some trouble. And so consequently, we saw in the case of Deutsche Bank, the shares fall quite significantly on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's picking up again now. And I have to say that sometimes these things can, can, can be, become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. In other words, if you believe, and I've said this before on your show, if you believe a bank is going to be insolvent, then it is going to be insolvent. And you really need somebody like, you know, the German chancellor to come out and say, this is just rubbish, right? This is just a load of codswallop. And so therefore, uh, there is nothing to worry about. And what they also need really is for the central bank to come out and say, we're going to stand behind uh, Deutsche Bank in any case. And so uh, anybody who is shorting those shares uh, really need to watch out because uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with Deutsche Bank at all yet. yet. Hmm. Well, while there's nothing wrong with Deutsche Bank, something is obviously wrong with SVB, right, uh, Mr. Kuo? And, well, on the topic of SVB, First Citizens was early reported to be in advance talks to buy SVB and has now agreed to buy SVB. Any thoughts on what does this move mean for SVB, its debt holders and depositors? Okay, I can almost feel you needling me there, you know, for a minute there. Because, I mean, <laughs> when, when, you, when you have a look at SVB, if nobody had worried about what was going on at SVB. And if people hadn't pulled their money out of SVB, we wouldn't be talking about it today. Hmm. I mean, all that, all that happened at SVB was that they looked at their balance sheet and they said, right, okay, we need to actually sort of shore up our balance sheet a little. Uh, we're hoping to actually sort of raise more capital. And as soon as that happened, somebody put one and one together and came up with three and said, oh, this bank's in trouble. And so everybody started pulling their money out of the bank. So, again, I say a bank is only as solvent as we believe it to be solvent. And because so many people did not believe SVB was solvent, that was what caused the problem at SVB. But uh, if you have a look at what is happening, happening now, you have another bank that's willing to come along and say, I want to buy SVB, buy some of the assets of SVB, and uh, come Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning, SVB will be up and running again. Uh, probably with a new uh, logo on on the front instead of SVB, it'll be First Citizens, right? So as far as depositors are concerned, they are completely underwritten and nothing is going to happen there. Uh, and as far as the, 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 the bondholders are concerned, maybe they might have to take a little bit of a haircut. 
uh, but unfortunately that is something that we have to learn to accept if we're going to be invested. Not everything that we touch is going to turn to gold, and some of the stuff may lose money, and that is why we build a portfolio, so that we don't have all our money you know, in one particular spot, but we spread it around. Hmm. Right. And uh, well, we've come to the end of the interview, but uh, I do want to pose this question because earlier you mentioned that SVB is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. But don't you think that has to do with the overconcentration on uh, lending for lending to tech firms? Oh, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that SVB was perfect in every every yeah. possible way. Yeah, uh, you you are absolutely right. Yet, yeah. they were overly con- uh, concentrated in terms of. Uh, the depositors, and in terms of the companies that they were lending money to. Mm. So, yes, you're absolutely right. And I think this is a lesson that people need to learn. And what I've read so far is that some regulators have pointed out that uh, the problems at SCB was not something that was caused today, but Mm. something that could have been rectified a while back. And really, if they had rectified it, if they had been regulated properly uh, by the Federal Reserve, uh, by the banking regulators in America, then I don't think we would have had this problem. But unfortunately, mm. somebody did fall asleep at the wheel. They didn't actually pull up SCB when they yeah. were supposed to. And so consequently, um, uh, we are now in the, in the mess that we are in. But hopefully, you know, a line will be drawn under that and we can all go out dancing again, can't we? Right. Earlier, eh? So this is a bit like a series of unfortunate events, right, Mr. Kuo? It, it is. It, it is yeah. absolutely that. But the point is we learn from these mistakes and yeah. I think, you know, all banks will have to be regulated much better in the future. And if they see a problem, they need to solve it rather than mm. to sweep it under the carpet and hope it will go away because otherwise we will get another uh, another crisis, uh, well, a mini-banking right. crisis, as, as we have seen just recently. Mm. Thanks very much, Mr. Kuo. That was David Kuo, co-founder at The Smart Investor. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. You're welcome. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.